0: The Dead Format, episode 61. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by Tom from The Dead Format, Tom Cairns, and we're here to talk about Legacy.
1: Hey, Ian, how you doing? Um, Pretty excited to be here. Pretty sure I've answered I'm Tom from The Dead Format yes to that question more times than Smiley at this point, so it's pretty cool to to do this.
0: I would certainly believe that, yeah. And it was funny because Tom contacted me on, I believe, Saturday saying, could I find a guest for this week? And my mother was up in Boston this weekend for her birthday and I was sort of busy with family stuff and I totally forgot about it. So we were in desperate need of a first responder and, uh, the first responder of, of record in these parts is, uh, is you.
1: Well, me or Sugi anyways, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's cool to be on, man.
0: I know. I really appreciate you being able to fill in, man. And, uh. I think you have some interesting insights. I'm looking forward to this episode. I really am.
1: Yeah, I can do my uh EDH deck talk.
0: Yeah, you're <laughs> or whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh I apologize to the listeners who had to sit through uh O Canada in addition to the national anthem at the beginning of this podcast, but uh this is a inter intercontinental, what's the word for it?
1: Inter-country?
0: Inter-NAFTA, no. <laughs> That, that's that's the old days.
1: We both have presidents we were embarrassed of your leaders were embarrassed of. <laughs> not not strictly true.
0: <laughs> not strictly true though. So we uh basically Tom uh Tom was a little under the weather today. I, I believe he had some sort of rollerblading accident, but he'll be back next week. everybody can, uh, can expect to hear him again next week. and yeah, we're just gonna roll with it. So the big news today, obviously we had the BNR. I don't know if it's quarterly or if it's ad hoc or whatever the fuck. Basically, I think it's quarterly. I'm not sure. Once in a while, they're just like, hey, these cards are banned. And nothing changed in Legacy. Nobody really expected anything to change in Legacy as far as I know. I mean, the the, the most clamoring I've heard for anything would be Ren and Six, and they're obviously not going to ban Ren and Six right now. That's absurd. So we had Modern. We had Stoneforge came back. Faithless Looting left and Hogak left. Is that everything?
1: Um, yeah, that sounds right to me. I think I think Stoneforge maybe has never been in Modern, but I think that was before I even started playing Magic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's, that's quite possible. So, so not came back then. We're not going to talk about Modern really, but the the price of the card kind of doubled or something like something along those lines. I believe I don't know what it was before. But obviously, I sold mine a couple months ago, the foil ones at least. So. That sucks, but uh, I think it's pretty cool to get to play Stoneforge in Modern. I, it wouldn't have been any good back when I did play Modern. I was always like, man, that card would be unplayable in this format because it was so fast. But maybe things are a little different now.
1: Well, I mean, I'm kind of a Modern player, a bit by necessity, at least in paper, just because of where I live. But I think I think that's probably going to be pretty close to the case now too i know you don't really want to get into it very much but i think that the rest of the format is still just going to mostly eat it alive but i know people are going to play it a lot and i think it'll actually be really good for legacy because kind of the natural transition i think is like legacy is viewed as like so expensive people can't play it they'll start playing like some sort of stone stone blade cobblade thing in modern and then the natural progression just like a lot of people end up playing legacy jund even if it sucks then They'll do something like that where they port into Legacy just looking for something more, which is pretty cool, I think.
0: Yeah, that's true. The more cards that cross over, the more viable cards in both formats just sort of makes it more accessible. I see that.
1: Yeah. Plus, someone will want to cast their lootings and they'll start playing Reanimator or something. We need more Reanimator players.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, we need a fucking wall at our Canadian border.
1: (laughs) Right? Keep you guys in. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So also vintage. We should shout out our vintage friends, uh, our friends over on so many insane plays, especially and uh, Team Tusk, who's one of my favorite Twitter follows. Finally got misstep restricted. Uh, our buddy Rich Shea too. I, I believe he's uh, he's on board with that restriction. So I'm happy for those guys. I'm not going to pretend to understand how that ripples down, like through, through the format, like what decks would be dominant in a one misstep world or what we you know which decks weren't playable before that would be playable now but uh, also grave troll got restricted and fastbound got unrestricted and i think karn and mystic forge got restricted as well so it's, it's really pretty tumultuous and i'm looking forward to so many Saint plays episode i bet you are bro did you see this shit with uh with brian weissman
1: I, uh, I didn't see anything. I, I didn't get a chance to look at the Twitter stuff, but I did um, I did listen or uh, listen to a podcaster talking about it. I think it was Dirtles. And, uh, man, he... Uh, that sounds like a real cunty thing to do. I don't
0: know. <laughs> so the episode came out already? Uh,
1: I, I think, yeah, Dirtles talked about it, I think, a couple days ago when they dropped theirs, and it was a uh, pretty interesting take. So the guy played a deck different than... <laughs> than what he registered It's kind of the impression I got.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Nate hit me up. I think it was, maybe it was Friday or, or Saturday, saying that they were going to record about it. I, I didn't even check because I didn't think that they would be out already, but that's awesome, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out. Basically, uh, yeah, He you, in old school, you don't submit deck lists. You take pictures of your deck. It's sort of in the spirit of the format. Not to, like, encourage net decking or whatever. So a lot of people will, like, scramble up their photo, too. So that, like, you can sort of grok what's going on, but you couldn't like, translate it into a list very easily. You have to, like, you have to really want to, you know? Yeah. So there's not, like, there's no data scraping or whatever.
1: You can't control F the cards or whatever?
0: Yeah, yeah. And the visual is very important, too. Like, the visual aspect of seeing everyone's alpha, beta, the aesthetics of the deck whether it's signed, whether it's all ABU, whatever. So, you know, it all blends together into this format where you have pictures of your decks submitted instead of lists. And Weissman claimed that he had two circle of protections in a sideboard, but in the photo he had one circle of protection. I guess the judges took photos, which I don't know what the fuck that's about. But, yeah, it basically he, uh, he just played with uh, Schrodinger's sideboard, Right.
1: <laughs> right. I don't I can't understand. I don't know. His, uh, his explanation of that just seems so asinine to me. Like just, oh, well I, I changed it. It's like, dude, you've played, you played competitive magic before, right? Like, you know that, you know, that you would get DQ'd for like a, or like a game loss or something for a decklist error like that. Like I don't understand. Anyways, it just, it blew my mind. I'm not a judge, but. Do you know
0: about like the schools of magic?
1: Um, what do you mean?
0: So like early on, one of the like big articles of magic, like one of the first articles, like serious theory articles was like the schools of magic. And that's sort of where like Weissman sort of came into, I guess, like national recognition for the deck is like, he was given a school of magic, like the Weissman school.
1: Oh, okay. Which was
0: like, like hard, like blue white control, minimal wing conditions, card draw, sort of like what we think of as control now, like hard control. Yeah. And, hmm. yeah, it's uh, Weissman School is definitely going to be my my euphemism of choice from now on.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. Like, in a, like, sad way, I guess, but... I yeah, know.
0: it is unfortunate, man. And that, that's a great article if anybody wants to go check it out. But
1: Well, were you able to play any Legacy this week? So this week, I, uh... I don't know, I've been... I can't stop playing that Snowpile deck. Um, but probably not the ones <laughs> that you're going to see in any deckless dumps, but... I don't know you you got me hooked on that green sun xena stuff and now i just go deeper deeper into insanity
0: bro it's getting it's getting a little crazy <laughs> like you're playing one of the cards that that you're playing that you really like is the snowman do you want to you want to spend a minute talking about the snowman and then we can just forget it for the rest of our lives
1: oh, I, i'm not gonna let you forget it but i'll try i'll try to explain it a little bit i know it seems like really bad and <laughs> i like and it kind of is i really didn't want to play it but What I was finding is that, like, Dead of Winter is kind of, to me, one of the, like, biggest reasons to be playing, like, the Snowpile deck is that you just get this, like, one-sided Wrath of God that doesn't kill your Strix. Like, I, I don't know. I just love that effect. And I was playing, like, one to two Tarmogoyfs in the beginning. And what I kept finding is that, like, I used to play a lot of Toxic Deluge. You could set your Deluge to, like, kill most things and not kill Tarmogoyfs. And Dead of Winter was just, like easily killing a six seven all the time so i kind of had played a little bit of horizons limited and i thought well if the rest of the set is as pushed as this try this one of snowman and it's actually been pretty consistently overperforming like i know it's it's stupid it's like a four mana star star with trample and the tap down the lockdown ability is kind of nice like you can find a way to tempo merit laser whatever and it's it's embarrassing to play there's definitely like a two minute pause after a lot of times when i put it into play but it doesn't die to dead of winter and it's frequently just a one turn clock and then the other thing is that the Snowpile decks i feel like one of their problems is like they inherently are good force will decks in the sense you tap out a ton but they're really bad in the sense uh, bad force will decks in the sense of having a really low blue count like running somewhere sub 22 blue cards and it's a way to get like your fatty finisher into like also incidentally increasing your blue count which isn't the worst thing that's ever happened it's it's really really embarrassing to play even though i really like it
0: yeah i've scoured gather plenty of times for cards that are both blue and green for your force count and your green sun zenith targets and it's slim pickings, I understand. That 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 might actually be the best beater. I just kind of hassle you about it. So wh- what size would you say that it typically is when you play it?
1: Um, I'd say, like, it's almost always base, a 6-7. But it's pretty easy to, like, when you actually untap with it, it'd be, like, a 7-8+. And I've, I think I've had it up to, like, I've had it up to 10 when I was playing the 7th basic. But I, I'm back down to 6 basics now. So... Yeah, like a 9 10 11 that kind of thing is is a pretty reasonable power with trample and it's it's like a big dumb creature and it's bigger and dumber than a lot of things so
0: And the best part about it is it has flash so you can lock down a Merit Lage when they make it at the end of turn.
1: Um not not the flash, but um it do, it untaps it it locks it down for for a, like a turn cycle after.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't have flash. I just bought some balls. That's why oh, it's awful. <laughs> I wish
1: it should. It should. They should just like blend it with the quaddle, right?
0: Yep, exactly. The quadl's fucking nice. I love that card. But yeah, just so everybody knows what we're talking about, just real quick. The snowman is two blue green for a star star. However many snow permanents you control as trample and frost links is something. And your deck is basically the the four color snow pile like check pile colors snow pile with a small green sun package and you have as far as like atypical choices you have two wrens and w- what else for what, what else is atypical
1: um i'm not playing any fatal pushes i'm on just bolts still um even though the four color delver deck playing a ton of tarmogoyfs now and then getting into the winter orbs the, fa- the fatal pushes are starting to look a little better but i still just Kind of just prefer lightning bolt as a way to deal like it has modes right and fatal push only does one thing and it's never been something i've been a huge fan of the other thing that i'm testing in my list right now um i'm playing a single tyrant scorn in the main which probably is like a war of the spark limited card for most people
0: i think lawrence is trying to bring that into legacy pop culture or whatever he's been playing a lot of those cards right
1: I think he's maybe got two of them in his sideboard or something right now. Um, buddy locally okay. is on the his four, like Lawrence's four color Delver deck, and I was playing against him at the garage. And I think he had a, uh, I think he had two in his board. and It kind of brought it back to my mind, and the same reason, like it's not abrupt decay, but it does balance Lage. And I think Depths is by far this deck's worst matchup. So like something like that isn't isn't the worst. I was I was fucking with a recoil in the sideboard, um, which I know how you felt about and. <laughs> it, it was just an idea. Like it's also another no, I like, like
0: recoil. Honestly, I like recoil a lot. But
1: yeah, bro, Speaking of recoil, are
0: you cleaning a gun right now?
1: Oh yeah, I'm. Got a pen. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's picking up like crazy. Sorry, man.
0: It's all good. No, it's it, dude. It, it's really tough, man, to, to like not do anything with your hands while you record. But
1: yeah, I'm not the fidgety, motherfucker. So did you have anything to drink, bro? oh I got a Alexander Keese IPA here right now pretty good oh, jesus christ <laughs> no white well, claw. Is that, is that
0: is that something from uh from this garage you talk about
1: uh it's from nova scotia actually but
0: oh nova scotia i know what that is
1: yeah it's closer to you than to me
0: that's civilized land bro right there's actually a ferry from where we stay in Maine every summer uh bar harbor up to nova scotia and i want to go check it out one of these days i would have last time except i forgot my passport and apparently that's a requirement.
1: Yeah, I think a few years ago they switched that. You used to be able to get across, but not so much anymore.
0: Yeah, man. But yeah, basically, um, you're you're doing reasonably well with the deck, right? I mean, you put up a lot of four ones, a lot of three twos, right?
1: Yeah, I think I've only I've only five owed once with it. I mean, I did take a little detour from Legacy. There was an MCQ in Calgary, so I had to play some Modern, and then I, I think my last my last three I had like four one three two, and I'm two and one and I'm you know how it is excuses but I I played pretty bad in my match that I lost in this league that I'm playing right now so
0: bro you have scooped more matches than anybody else I know as well because you're you're usually like on call when you're playing right?
1: yeah I'm kind of lucky and unlucky is that I my job I get to play a lot at work but also just kind of have to leave when something happens so then I uh, yeah I'll, I'll like end up scooping a lot of games which like I don't know don't look me up on Elo because I'm sure it's terrible, but
0: yeah, that sucks
1: I... it's bad, but I also get to play at work, so like I don't know how much I can really complain like
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet, but yeah, I do feel bad when you have to scoop you know four o's or whatever. I've seen you online a lot lately
1: yeah i've been been trying to play, and also I tend to like i my normal routine like when I'm working days i'll I'll get up at about three thirty and I'll jam like one to one to five games before I have to head into work. And then kind of what's going on is that I'll if I'm able to, I'll sign in at work. But if not, sometimes my computer just like stays on all day with me signed in still. So.
0: So what's the one to three crowd? Is that like degenerates or is that mostly Japanese or what?
1: Yeah, I used to play. um, I actually used to play tons of miracles first thing in the morning. Um, But now I'm finding I played GPA at like four in the morning. I'm not sure what time time zone he's in. Um, but, like, a couple days ago, I played him, like, 4 a.m. And then I used to play, uh, you know, Stefanogs. I don't know how to pronounce. But he uh, he's in Brazil, I believe. And he played, like, I'd always see him at 3.34 in the morning, my time. So, like, 6 six a.m. your time or whatever. And I think he was probably just jamming before work, too.
0: Yeah, just trying to keep cool, probably.
1: Yeah. This week it was a ton of, there was like lots of Sneak and Show and Reanimator, but I think that's just a lot of this week's current metagame or something, trying to get under the pile decks.
0: All right, so actually, speaking of Sneak and Show and Reanimator, we t- we totally skipped this segment, man. There were obviously no changes to Legacy, but in an ideal world, so, so we're living in our ideal world right now, Justin Trudeau is not president, and... <laughs> What 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 got banned today? What cards would you like to have banned?
1: In Legacy? Yeah, it's tricky because I think that uh, Legacy is actually in like a really good spot right now. I think people are just still figuring stuff out so much. Um, I know that like you were talking about some people calling for uh, a Ren and Six ban, but I just can't see how how that's justified. At least not yet. No, like, I don't
0: think it's justified either. But
1: I don't know, man. There's So you're not on Team Grizzlebrand? No, like... It's a stupid fucking card, man. But I don't think that... I mean, like, you know... Actually, you know my dirty little secret is that I've been dabbling in a little bit of Reanimator myself. Just to ease the pain of losing to him sometimes. But I think, honestly... Like, I'm much more scared of the Hogak Depths deck. That seems to have dropped off the last little bit, like, in the week or something. But that is the deck that I'm probably most afraid of, actually.
0: Yeah it's crazy man like first of all I'm playing a ton of limited lately so when I do play Legacy I'm like terrified bro like I feel like uh when I first started playing like Paper Legacy in like 2013 I guess it was 2014 maybe I was very nervous when I go to events because it's like the potential to see shit you've never seen before or to look really dumb like you know not playing around a card that you should have known was in a certain list because Like, deck identification, we're going to have to do an episode soon again about deck identification because so much has changed recently. And, like, there's, like, Prismatic Vista really, really adds a layer to deck identification. The Snowlands, there's really a lot to it now. And there's just a a huge potential to look stupid in my estimation. So I've been kind of nervous hopping in Legacy Leagues, but the decks that I'm most nervous to face... Across the board are non blue decks right now. Like you've got mono red, which has always been there. You've got all flavors of depths. You've got hogak depths, you know, slow depths, and turbo depths. And then you've got the other hogak deck, and you know, just the the typical black red and uh, show and tell. It's technically a blue deck, I guess, but those are the decks that I'm always like, oh, don't, don't, you know, I don't want to see that right now. And it's just crazy, man. Like, how much do you think that's the London Mulligan?
1: I don't know. I think it's probably, probably quite a bit. But also maybe, like, I think a lot of these decks legitimately have a pretty good claim against what a ton of people are doing right now. Like, I don't know percentages, but I know that if kind of the two fair decks that are going are like the some combination of like the no bad cards rug and the um, four color four color Delver deck, and then some sort of pile variant. I don't think the moon decks really punish the snow decks at all, but I think like what they do to deliver must be pretty fucked up.
0: oh yeah, for sure, and that's kind of why we saw blue white popping up again was sort of in a response to the moon decks, but it's really I don't think it's it's really at the power level for what the format could be if those decks weren't preying on the two decks that you mentioned, so I don't know, man. It, it does kind of seem like in the last two weeks we've found some sort of a stasis, though, right? Like, it, it does feel, again, like there's a metagame to be attacking. It's not all Wild West shit that we're seeing.
1: Yeah, it's not It's not too crazy, although I did play against a pretty nuts deck today. It was like an Urza, Thotter Sword, Karn deck, which I made some pretty dumb plays, and speaking of the deck identification problems, he led basic planes against me, and I just figured it was D&T, which I don't think Pyle can... I don't think pile can really lose to that deck. Not to shit on any DNT <laughs> players, but Plague Engineer and Dead of Winter really messed that matchup up. And I thought it was just gonna be easy mode and then I got Thopter foundry into Oblivion, so
0: Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Alright, so you wanna jump into the challenge? Were you able to play the challenge this week?
1: Uh sadly no. I was uh I was doing some farm stuff this weekend, but
0: Oh yeah, dude, you're you're an actual farmer. This is uh this is I think our first farmer on the cast.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many farmers play any magic at all. I'm probably one of the first farmers ever to be on a podcast, but
0: <laughs> that could be, bro, actually.
1: Yeah, doing some uh had to move some cows around, so no no challenge for me this weekend, but would have been fun to play. I really enjoy them.
0: Yeah, dude, you you've been a semi regular on the challenge circuit. Yeah. So this challenge was won by this is wild, dude. Because this is something that we actually talked about this week. This is sort of like the no-bad card rug deck. We've got four Delvers, three Arcanists, three Tarmogoyfs, and two True Names. Rug Delver, all the stuff you'd expect. One Force Negation, one Spell Pierce, one Spell Snare, which is like the package now, but also one Crop Rotation. And in the sideboard we see Caracas and Bog. And this is something that Tom and I had discussed maybe one or two weeks ago with the rug deck that came in ninth in the challenge, having two Caracas in the sideboard. And our boy Nate from Eternal Dirtles has been up on Crop Rotation for a while now, playing it in decks where he's kinda of questionable, maybe he shouldn't be. But uh just calling Crap Rotation the the green brainstorm. And it's not the green brainstorm, like uh, that's kind of far out there, but it does provide some of the best lines against the depth deck, because if they go discard, you fire it off. And if you're close to Hellbent, or if it's something like a duress, and you just have creatures and lands, you can turn the 2-for-1 Crap Rotation into a 1-for-1. Or if they're wasting you, you can turn the 2-for-1 into a 1-for-1. So it's not necessarily a card disadvantage. It's a shuffle effect, and you really need one. And it gets these two cards that are just hella important right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm actually. That's one of my my plans. I know we we talked a little bit about it, but I'm actually playing. I don't think like talking about the Hogak Depths deck and even any of the like faster and medium depths variants. I don't think that the Snowpile decks can can beat them with a stock build as an ongoing plan. So something, even though it seems pretty bad, I'm playing a couple of crop rotations, a Caracas, and a Bajuka Bog in my sideboard right now. I think it really is the best way to fight those decks, at least for like non-source to plowshares, non-containment priest or whatever decks. Seems super weird, but I don't know. I'm on it. I like it. It looks bad in rug, but I mean, Ren and Six really gets back that disadvantage that you can get sometimes too.
0: Exactly, bro. And there's all the scenarios where you can quote-unquote blow people out, but you're really just one for wanting. But, you know, just sort of making it work to your advantage. It can be a shuffle effect when you need it. It works really well with Sylvan Library, although that's not in this list. And also just like, you know, sometimes against post or whatever, just being able to get a wasteland is worth two for one yourself because it's locking up the game. Yeah, especially with Ren out when you can turn that one crop rotation, that one two for one in yourself into a recurring wasteland every turn. It's just like lights out. So really, it's, it's pretty nice, man it's pretty cool to see people trying it out and doing well with it this is fish duggery by the way
1: yeah i've been uh i've been a huge fan of it and i could see it being excellent in rug especially yeah with with any amount of amount of post getting that wasteland lock early is just unreal so
0: cool man so second place this this list is fucking wild bro did you see this list
1: i uh i looked at it a little bit it looked like isn't this a list we had like six months ago or something
0: so did that list I when I think about that list I always think of having mentors. Is that wrong like was was there just like a black red phoenix list before that didn't play
1: mentor? Maybe I think it maybe did have mentor actually. I just saw the Land Grants and thought that they were onto onto something crazy from 6 months ago, but actually they didn't have they didn't have Bedlam Reveler. That's what it was. It was they had Mentor and no Bedlam Reveler before.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of non blue Arclight Phoenix stack is land grant mentor shit going on which which i think is awesome by the way but so this deck is just it's in here as quote-unquote john phoenix but really it's just black red phoenix with four land grants and no there are there are no abrupt the case, there's just a collector roof and ancient grudge and cyborg
1: single trophy in the main looks like
0: oh there it is thank you single which is trophy.
1: probably pretty good that's probably like a trophy and anna braid is how much how much permanent interaction you can fit in this deck, but man, Bedlam Reveler is a fucking scary card.
0: Dude, Bedlam Reveler is a beast. So this deck is for people who are not familiar with it, it's uh, four land grants, four Faithless Looting, four Right of Flame, four Thought four Cabal Therapy, and four buried alive. Then the creature suite is four young Pyromancer, four Phoenix, and four Reveler. And then add to that four Dark Ritual, four lightning bolt, and a braid and an assassin's trophy and then 14 lands you might expect in a black-red splash-green deck. So really, you're just trying to Turbo Phoenix. You know, you can do some silly turn one shit with Buried Alive. Or you can you can sort of slow it down. This this deck probably has a speed similar to Black-Red Reanimator, right? Like, you're playing a lot of the same cards, Dark Ritual, Faithless Looting, and in this case, Buried Alive. So a lot of the lines are probably pretty similar, but... We haven't seen Phoenix in a while now, so I, I bet this player, our Fly, probably caught some people pretty off guard.
1: Yeah, I bet it's a—it's uh, definitely something. When it was around, like you were definitely thinking about some play patterns you had to have against it. And now I—I'm sure it's on no one's radar. Looking at this list, I'm a little surprised, man. Like I think, doesn't 14 land seem like a lot with four land grant, or am I crazy with this much, this much fast mana?
0: I might have one of those lanes in the sideboard. Honestly, I was thinking that I would have a, one of the mountains potentially in the sideboard.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: Blood Moon isn't a primary concern. I would I would almost want more, you know, like two swamps rather than two mountains. But I'm not going to pretend like, like I've given it a whole lot of thought, really.
1: Well, it's just like if you're thinking about comparable speed to Reanimator, it seems like so much mana.
0: And that's actually a difference now that we're talking about it, from Black Red and from the Mentor version, is there are no petals in this deck.
1: Yeah, it looks like they went on the full playset of Rite of Flame. Was that in the, the old builds or was it just Dark Ritual? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't remember seeing certainly not a playset of Rite of Flame. Hmm. So yeah, that is interesting. And that's sort of that's sort of a nod too to the the way that young Pyromancer doesn't get triggered by uh, Lotus Petal, where his Mentor does.
1: Yeah, that makes that makes good sense, I think. And then Bedlam Reveler, like Rite of Flame for Bedlam Reveler is kind of like seethe, almost Seething Song, I guess. Like it's it's like one in the graveyard plus the extra mana plus the two mana. Might be like just worth quite a bit if you're ever not on the full instance and sorcery set for for Reveler to go off if you need to rebuild.
0: So we just got done talking about Caracas, And if those cards are getting incorporated into freaking Rug Delver, then you can kind of see where this would be the black-red deck of choice, right? You don't have, like, main deck hate for for fucking Reanimator, right?
1: Oh, yeah, it looks a lot less soft to that.
0: I can kind of see how this deck did well. It's not really a, a deck that I would expect to see, like, be popping up all over the place now, but it, it is definitely interesting. And I think that there's probably a hundred decks out there like this right now, decks that somebody's thinking about, aren't necessarily like part of the uh the zeitgeist or whatever but they they exist and they can do well right
1: yeah exactly well i mean there's not really that many it's not like they're playing any bad cards per se so someone's got a brew somewhere except for blood hall priest i don't know what the fuck that is what's that ca- why is that in the sideboard four or four 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 with madness for one black red have you read this card
0: when it enters the battlefield or attacks, if you have no cards in hand, it deals 2 damage to any target.
1: That's interesting, I guess.
0: Bro, I have no idea why this card is in this deck.
1: <laughs> I, I guess you discard it to Bedlam Reveler, and you had 5 mana that turn? Question mark?
0: Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, Honestly, I'm, I'm lost, bro maybe Asylum Visitor in that role. Like, there, There's a lot of cards that you see, potentially. This one, though, I've, I've never seen this one.
1: Yeah, I haven't uh, definitely never seen it in Legacy before. It's pretty interesting. I have questions, many questions.
0: You think it could be a reaction to a Snowman?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, it's uh, a... <laughs> <it's,
0: laughs> so, so uh, third place, we got Twin MTG. Playing Blue Red Delver, this is pretty much what we've come to expect. We've got one Vapor Snag, one Braid, with two Pierce and Two Snare, and just good Blue Red Delver cards. Three Pyromancers, three true names, four or Arcanist. I think of this deck as like the uh like the starting point now, where all Delver decks originate and branch off from there. That's how that's sort of how prolific Red has become, honestly, in Delver now.
1: Well, I think it's just like on a on a level one. Like Delver and Lightning Bolter are, are the two best friends that anyone ever had, right? Right. Yeah. I know locally, buddy, of mine Steve. He he played Blue Red Delver for a hot minute before he. he... Oh, Steve the sleeve. <laughs> yeah, it must be that one. Is this that
0: Steve you were telling me about?
1: Um. No, I'm just fucking around, people. <laughs> They're on a the wastelands. Is it? Is it just me, or is Price of Progress just a thing of the past?
0: Bro. The the thing is like when I play against Blue Red Delver now, I'm always like, fuck, is this the the crazy person who's still on price? Like you kind of almost still have to respect it because a lot of times you're like, Okay, what's the only way I lose this game? Price progress, right? Yeah. It it's almost like they can they can have the benefit of playing with it without ever having to play with it, right? Why leave that spot?
1: Yeah, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. It's it's usually by far the card I'm scared of most out of those decks, but right. not so much now on Snowpile, but when I used to play Bug, that card was fucking scary. You see this uh, Meltdown in the sideboard? That was a reader.
0: Meltdown? Wow. Whoa. Why don't we see that card more?
1: It seems really good now that I look at it.
0: It's like the perfect way because like Chalice is always a concern with this deck because you don't have like many main deckable answers. Like you're typically playing like wanna break.
1: Yeah. It's probably better than by Force.
0: Yeah, certainly. I would say because this card for the listeners, Meltdown, X in a red, Sorcery, Urza's Gears, destroy each artifact with total cast to cost X or less. So you get rid of Chalice's aether vials swept up in there. trinosphere yeah yeah for three and a red you can get rid of a chalice and a trinosphere and what else
1: like a bunch of chromox and shit
0: yeah that's really pretty sweet man i like that a
1: lot so here's my next question is why the fuck when biforce came out did no one talk about this card like why did they talk about biforce at all i don't understand anyways one other spice card in this sideboard. Do you see the entrancing melody?
0: Yes, that's a card I've thought a lot about. I played a lot of Ixalan Limited, so.
1: I love that card.
0: For people who don't know, it's X blue blue, gain control of target creature with converted mana cost of X. So it's a blue blue control magic marital age.
1: Seems pretty good.
0: Yeah, when it first got spoiled, people talked about it in that role, but it's a sorcery, not an instant. So it's, it's vulnerable. It's not everything you want it to be but it's pretty close.
1: Yeah, it's it's tricky to set up, but I mean that's the way Lage deck, Lage is, right? Like you got to got to do some bullshit sometimes.
0: You have to dance, yeah. And would you bring this card in in other matchups? I'm trying to think about like the versatility of it because like control magic isn't the card that we see in legacy right? So, this card is control magic or worse for any creature above 1 CMC. So, I'm trying to think of what cards you would potentially melody?
1: I mean, it's just really shines against any like above the curve, no delve creature cost. So I mean, like you probably want it against like maybe like, Delver Tarmogoyf, almost.
0: This deck does struggle a lot with Tarmogoyf.
1: Yeah, like I think I think it's a pretty good answer to Tarmogoyf. I mean, that's some that's some modern talking playing shitty Blue Moon decks, but it's good there in Modern. It's probably fine in Legacy, backed up by Daze or whatever. Oh, this card
0: sees Modern play, I didn't realize.
1: I mean, only in bad Modern decks and Modern sucks, so...
0: Yeah, I guess I would bring it in against Tarmogoy, if just just to have an out.
1: Maybe Knight of the Reliquary? That, this deck probably gets his shit pushed in by that card, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, three blue-blue is a pretty big ask against yeah, getting wasted every I turn guess. or whatever, but...
1: How many basics do they play? Not enough. Three Never injury. mind. <laughs> Two.
0: Two in this case. One and now one. There's three.
1: Oh, snow cover. A... That's messing me up. Yeah. Okay. Well that's not gonna work, but it was a thought.
0: So yeah, fourth place, we got Leadies with Blue White Stone Blade. This is that has been doing well lately. There are no Tefiries, only one Narset in this deck, and we're back to our fat boy we haven't seen in quite a while. Palace Jailer in the main deck.
1: I mean at least they're down to they're down to one. Back on three J's, but seems like a pretty big pretty big commitment at times. I don't know.
0: It, it really is, bro. I haven't played this deck in a couple months now, so I can't really speak about how good it is right now, but when I left this deck I was totally off this card.
1: I think the only the only thing that maybe makes sense is that it seems like with Plague Engineer, like maybe true name is lower than it was two months ago. I don't know if you're finding that but if that's the case, like tr- a true name is like the killer of this card, yeah. In my opinion, and I think that like if that card specifically is lower, like maybe it's not the worst time for it. But they are up on true. like more Jaces and stuff than than I know you were when you were playing Stoneblade.
0: Oh god, yeah. But yeah, this is just another main deck Caracas deck too, which is just good right now, as we've already been discussing for a while. In the sideboard, we got Red Blast. That's good to see uh celestial purge back to basics all the fucking amazing white cyborg cards right we've got canonists we've got containment priests plural rest in pieces plural
1: the value disenchant nature's chance split
0: if you own alpha beta disenchants it's just strictly incorrect but right Naren 21 in fifth place this is like the the hogak altar dementia deck that we've been seeing and this is this is like all fours. This is pretty much what the deck started as, right?
1: Literally everything except for the lands is fours. It's scary, man. I don't think you want to be on the the non-plow fair deck side of this.
0: No, absolutely not, man. And it, it, I just feel like this list is tight. You know, it, it kind of is what it is. It's it's the final form of zombardment, right? Yeah. It's the combo kills zombardment that. Can just get you on turn three.
1: Just one in the sideboard, just to just to throw back, oh, right? Oh, there is one? Yeah, one in the sideboard. Oh, nice. It's like a...
0: And two, yo, two Reggies, bro. You see that?
1: Yeah, I see that. That's awesome. I, I don't know. I, I think that not, card's really good.
0: I had not seen that. Yeah, that card is pretty decent.
1: I was playing against... I kept running into this guy. I can't remember his name, sorry. But he was playing a like a mono black Stompy deck.
0: How'd you know it was a guy?
1: Uh, well, he kept playing Rotting Regisaur. <laughs> he was playing uh, like Trinisphere Regisaur, all three drops. It was pretty interesting. It was a cool card, but so you're just gonna d- duck
0: my question entirely? I missed that. So how did you know it was a guy?
1: <sighs> fuck, person, fuck.
0: Unfortunately, Reggie doesn't trample. That's a big problem.
1: No, although it does kind of like fuel your game plan in the slowest way possible.
0: Yeah, that's true. This is really a deck that limits the downside of Reggie because you have cards like. Bridge from below in the main that you're just trying to pitch or a grave crawler. And this deck gets held in pretty fucking quick too, so
1: twenty cards in the main that want to be in the graveyard, so this goblin bombardment in the sideboard though, I can't get over it. It feels a lot like it's like how none of the pox decks usually play actual pox anymore. That's what it feels like to me, is they're just like hanging on for dear life.
0: To me it feels like a nod to like a main deck Emmercole, right?
1: Yeah, I suppose. That makes sense.
0: So yeah, that's pretty sweet. And maybe this is something that's been settled already. But there's two scrublands in the main, and then we've got th- they're fueling uh, two ether swarm cannonists and four wear tears in the sideboard. And I really like that.
1: Seems super strong. I really love the one shenanigans and that it's popping up in these lists too, actually.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. That, that card's gravy. When you're playing Ford and Tombs, it's like, yeah, give me a shatter. Fine.
1: Yeah, I know, definitely. One's kind of crept into, I think, almost all the Reanimator boards at this point.
0: So, sixth place, absolutely nothing with fucking Infactor, it.
1: Yeah, this is a card that I. A deck, rather. I don't know. I really love it, and I almost never run into it anymore. It's pretty cool, but wasn't there pretty good showing at this tournament?
0: Sixth place, or sorry, seventh place. Adventures with Tarmo, Rug Delver, Nimble Mongoose version with two Gox, two True Names, and two Ren and Sixes. And then this is still on three Stifle, which we don't see too much these days.
1: Yeah, this is like the stockiest list from a month ago or whatever, two months ago. But I mean, he did super well with it. I like how Submerge is making a comeback.
0: I've never liked that card. I feel as much as as much as the internet does.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I
0: I mean it's great for Merit Lages. It's it's the best card, but
1: Yeah, unless they're on that uh that sweet peatland tech now or whatever it is. Yeah, dude.
0: Remains to be seen. But we've got uh, eighth place, rounding it out, tour with ant. And this looks just like ant.
1: Bold two past in flames. This looks exactly like ant. What's their sideboard? Two Veil vale of Summer. I still love that card. Yeah, It's so good. I'm surprised they still play Xanted Swarm now that Dale of Summer's been printed. He's on one still. They are on one still.
0: <laughs> I actually don't think that most people do. I haven't been seeing it much, so. Though I wanna shout out real quick the ninth place list. For Hex Drinker, this is Elver, but for Hex Drinker and a Magmatic Sinkhole. And I feel like we got a digital high five right here.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Hex drinker's the shit. Um had a just like super distracted playing snow. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be fucking with Hexdrinker for sure. I think I think that card's awesome.
0: Yeah, and Sinkhole is a card you helped put on the map.
1: Well, I said something about it. I don't know, but it was uh, it, it's pretty above average, I think, and and definitely something these decks have been been looking for. I think for a long time. So it's better than I think. It's better than Dismember. It's better than fucking Harvest Pyre or whatever. Oh
0: God, yeah, hundred percent with you on that. So yeah, any other. Any other decks in this in this uh, challenge that you specifically wanted to shout out?
1: Mm, I didn't get too too far into it. I think that's that's I'm pretty good with that. Was there anything else you saw that was super awesome?
0: Well, so down in nineteenth place, Abe the Mage playing like I don't know what to call this deck really.
1: Hmm. I think I played against a really similar list to this. Actually, I was when we were talking about. Uh, like adaptations in the metagame and depths and things. I, I was going to mention that I played against, I called it a Maverick deck that had the had the Lage combo in it. That's sure what this looks like to me. So this deck,
0: for, for listeners, I guess you can't see, it's, it's kind of like Naya lands. It's, it's got 30 lands with like a, a Field of the Dead, but a lot of the lands you'd expect to see in a lands deck with four Exploration and four Mox Diamond, four Crop Rotation, four Life from the Loam, but then it has also 1 Reclaimer, 4 Night of the Reliquary, 3 Red and 6, 2 Zenith, and 4 Source of plowshares. So it's kind of like, yeah, a, a fusion of Maverick and lands, right?
1: Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I think it's a super cool list. I think that if you want to play Night of the Reliquary strategies while, while the like 4-color decks are not just beaten into submission, I think that this is probably the way to do it. Man, did you see this fucking... Uh... This treetop village in the main, I love that card so much.
0: Oh, fucking treetop village.
1: <laughs> Get the apes. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> All right, we're done with this shit. So, since you're filling in as Tom from the Dead format, how excited are you to do the deck dump?
1: Um, I think more than Smiley. I like it, but...
0: Bro, the question, now that I'm thinking about it, are you filling in on episode 61 or was Tom filling in on episode one through sixty?
1: Oh, it's clearly the latter, right?
0: So, the the lead, bro. There's since since we didn't have since so I didn't have Smiley to cross out from my notes, there are still five decks from the deck dump, prime for discussion. If you if you have the time,
1: absolutely. I got. I'm good to go. Oh, I see them. I see them listed now. I just checked your checked your show notes.
0: See, you're already ahead of time. So <laughs> Kashiwa 27-3, Esper Tesserator, 2 Karn Sign of Urza, 2 Narsip Arter of Veils, and 3 Tezera Agent of 3 Baleful Strix, and 2 Urza Lord High Artificer, 2 Toxic Deluge, 2 Transmute Artifact, 4 Force of Will, four Chalice of the Void, two Demir Signet, one Ensnaring Bridge, three Mox Diamond, two Sorcerer's Spyglass, one Sword of the Meek, three Thopter Foundry, and two Talisman of dominance. With the lands that you'd expect from a tesserator deck plus two Wastelands, yeah, this deck is basically just the old tesserator deck incorporating some of the new Planeswalkers and Urza. And pretty much just, just across the board, it's just like this is a deck that we kind of thought of as obsolete now with, with the mono-bluish versions of this with Urza. I still thought Transmute Artifact might have been getting overlooked a bit, but Karn was one of the big payoffs that people were going for, and that's not transmutable.
1: Hmm. I've definitely never... I haven't tried anything like this. I, I have a hard time speaking to it too deeply, but... I don't know. It just seems like it's full of good stuff. It's like a blend of combo stompy, right? Like...
0: Yeah, it's got all the stompy wins, it's got force of will in a stompy deck. And then you also just get, you know, the, the Urza aspect of it.
1: Yeah, it seems like both a good a good force deck and a good chalice deck, which it can't be the worst place to be anyways.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So next up Oh yeah, this is this one is big, bro. This is a uh, this is deck you told me about. You put me out of this shit.
1: Oh, this Otaba deck.
0: Yep, you want to take this one?
1: Sure. So this is a, I don't know. I think the this is a heart and soul powered by another uncommon from Modern Horizons Limited, but this is a soul herder <laughs> deck. <laughs> um, so this deck, kind of a grindy Bant X like Bant Black value deck, but we got four Coiling Oracle, four Ice Fang Quaddle, a Deputy Attention. Three Eternal Witness, A Knight of Autumn, Plague Engineer, Recruiter, Soul Herder, Jace. And then probably the best and worst card in the deck. It's uh, two copies of A Fear of Mate.
0: Yeah, so for people who don't know, Soul Herder is an uncommon from Horizons. Like you mentioned, it's one blue-white. Whenever a creature is exiled from the battlefield, it gets a 1-1 counter. It's a 1-1 to start, but whenever a creature is exiled, it gets a 1-1 counter. And at the beginning of your end step, you can flicker a creature of your own.
1: Yeah, I, I played against this online. It uh definitely builds up a ton of value. I think it hopefully they can figure out and break it so that it's it's does what well, super well in uh in legacy, but it's it's actually uh starting to make a splash in modern as well too. It's a pretty neat concept. Oh really? Yeah. Firmit like kinda of blanking removal and then Getting this, like, these high value plays is super cool. Is this the guy? I wonder if he had the Thragtusk Tusk in the Oh, yeah, Thrag Tusk in the board.
0: Oh, is this? So, did you play against this person? I think
1: this might have been the same guy, yeah, same person.
0: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this deck is really sweet. When you told me about it, I was thinking of Soul Flayer, so I was really confused. But, and is Ephemera a, a throwback card, or is that a new card?
1: um i could tell you in a second but i am not sure
0: well just so people if you don't know it's a single white instant and you just flicker a creature you control and it has rebound so you get to basically do it twice if you do an on step so you know with eternal witness it just reads double regrowth ice Quaddle, it's just divination it's really just a Extremely versatile card, like you mentioned, it's it's both the best and the worst card in this deck, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a little soft to to removal, but at the same time saves it from removal. It's a it's a really makes for really cool play patterns. I liked playing against this deck. Looks like it is the first printing, so maybe not a home run, but pretty cool card for Modern Horizons.
0: Yeah, I'll cosign that. This deck does look fucking fresh. Like I would I would just love to play this deck, but maybe I will. Yeah. So shout out to Otaba.
1: If we can shake you away from limited for 10 seconds.
0: Bro, um, I'm like, I'm locked in a a serious battle right now.
1: Yeah? Where are you sitting in the leaderboards?
0: I'm on 28 trophies. I've been stuck on 28 for so long now, like probably six or seven leagues now I haven't trophied. They've almost all been two ones. Extremely frustrating. But the queue times have started to go up. Like, I'm, I'm routinely waiting, like, two, three minutes for a match, so that's kind of frustrating. But honestly, just real quick, this, this fucking limited format, M20, is a core set, right? It's, it's just a basic, stupid, limited format. It's a fucking masterpiece, bro. This has all the hallmarks of a set that people worked fucking tirelessly on. Like, they they come down from the tower, they're like, Oh, we need uh we need to reprint Steel Overseer. Okay, let's let's just put a like a hidden archetype in there that around this one rare. Like there's not that throwaway rare, you know what I mean? Every fucking weird rare that's in the set, I guess except for some of the ley lines, you can just build a deck around, bro. Like there's there's all these kind of strange mana creatures. So you can build a ley line of abundance deck if you want. Like leyline of anticipation actually plays really well in some of the blue decks, like the the blue white flyers with a lot of counterspells, where you can sort of really take advantage of playing your creatures and not have to give up that counterspell equity because the counterspells are expensive in this set. But honestly, it's just so perfectly balanced that I'm at 122 drafts now, and I'm I'm not sick of the set at all. Holy shit, man! Yeah, I know, dude. It's it's disgusting. I I thought I would be done with this weeks ago.
1: I absolutely have not drafted 122 times in my life. That's crazy. That's awesome. Good for you, man.
0: Yeah, I've not drafted any set half this many times.
1: Yeah, I keep I keep seeing you on too and I'm I every now and then if I find message you. I just figure, yep, he's unlimited again, so
0: Bro, I just I can't say enough good things about this this set, honestly.
1: I should do it some more. I only did exactly that one draft, I think. It was fun, but
0: it's just like incredibly deep, incredibly interesting format. I would highly recommend it to anybody. Unfortunately, it's just taking a while to fire now.
1: Yeah, I guess that's kind of what happens, but its it does seem super cool. Maybe I'll have to jump in and speed up the queue times a little bit.
0: There you go. <laughs> so next up, T-Kudo. not Trudeau. <laughs> this is uh, I I don't deck know what, what do you want to call this, bro. <laughs> you see it?
1: I just pulled it up
0: what do you want to call this deck man this is like uh this is like the evil twin of the deck you're playing
1: uh it sure is he's got a tar pit i'm so fucking jealous
0: <laughs> you fucking love <laughs> creature lands
1: the too much modern none too much shitty modern fair decks
0: yeah tar pit is a card i have not seen oh bro there's a frostwalk bastion in this deck too
1: i don't i really like this card
0: I, we we have to tell people what uh what this deck is, and I don't have any words for it. So Kids. four Billful Strix, <laughs> or sorry, three Billful Strix, three Icefang Quattle, and four Stoneforge Mystic, plus three Urza Lord High Artificer, two Little Narset, two Dead of Winter, one Abrupt Decay, four Plows, four Brainstorms, four Arco- Astrolabes, a Batterskull, Skull, a Sword of the Meek, two Retrofitter Foundry, and four Thopter Foundry. And then you've got like your typical Prismatic Vista snow mana base for the Bant plus Black colors with like one of all the relevant duels. And then a Caracas, a Frostwalk Bastion, a Creeping Tarpit, and an Academy Ruins. Yeah, this What is... the fuck do you call that deck, bro? Urza Snowblade or something?
1: I like that. Let's go with that. Man, these two uh these two retrofitter foundries. What do you think of that? um i can't i've played against that card exactly once it was nate from durdles and he fucked me up with it when i like after i was like teasing him in the chat about it so i probably should just stay quiet on this one but i still think the card's pretty let's call it underpowered for the format
0: you know what's funny is it would actually be really good against this deck but they're just playing it
1: yeah it's to break the mirror
0: yeah. <laughs> if it's already
1: warping it. They got to break the mirror.
0: I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about this deck. I think it's super interesting. It's in the vein of six tricks that we've sort of been talking about for a while now. And it's a, also a Stoneforge deck, which is pretty cool. But then it's also a Thopter sword deck and a snow deck. But this isn't like any any of the like forced crossovers. Like I feel like this person could have got here from 10 different ways, right? Yeah. This also could just be a ground up I wanna build these things and these cards end up in this deck.
1: Yeah, it's super interesting. I'm uh you know what this deck needs? Fucking snowman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say fucking four assassins trophies like every other deck you play.
1: Uh I mean one decay is a little <laughs> light on the Golgari removal, but I like the uh, it's interesting that they're like kind of managing the tension. Like they they're in for Ice Fang with Dead of Winter. But they still want Strix for, like, artifact count type things, it looks like. So, like, Retrofit or Foundry, they still want Strix. Otherwise, I'd be kind of surprised they're not going, like, four of one way or the other. But maybe yes, they're still exactly. just testing it out. Like, a 3-3 split's a pretty nice way to figure out which one's better. That could be the whole thing.
0: So, when you get paired against Deanne solver what do you think?
1: I'm going to get fucking Depths, then I better have something.
0: <laughs> so, Curtis has been on a fucking roll. Just playing like crazy shit. Like shows up in the five O's with crazy shit every fucking week, and this week is no exception. This is like a Stifle Knot deck with four Vision Charms and four Stratus Dancer.
1: Yeah, I just had to look up twelve cards in his deck. Looking at the list.
0: Yeah, Dragons of Tarkir, role player, rare Stratus Dancer. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So it's it's a it's a vapor can. It's a one, oh, okay. one in the blue for a two-one flyer, but it's got Megamorph, and when it's turned face up, you can counter an instant or sorcery spell. I don't know why? what the uh, I don't know what like the the trick is here with that.
1: <laughs> what the fuck does Vision Charm do? Let me see.
0: Oh, so Vision Charm is a way to get rid of the Dreadnought trigger
1: okay it's like another stifle
0: it's another stifle yeah it phases out your dreadnought so then when it phases back in it doesn't have its etb trigger anymore
1: does that does that flip stratus dancer how does that work
0: yeah but it, it doesn't do anything good because when it comes back a it didn't megamorph so it's not a 3-2 okay. flyer, and b it counters an instant or sorcery but there's not going to be anything on the stack in response you know that that is in response to
1: okay i was reaching i have no idea
0: so, Scroll of Fate is a three-mana artifact. It looks like it's from Commander or something. Yeah. That taps to manifest a card from your hand. So, obviously, you see how that plays well with Dreadnought. Yeah. And I, I guess that's where the Stratostancer comes in. I
1: guess that makes sense, if you're already kind of into it. Hmm. That's really interesting.
0: It is pretty wild, and I'm sure there's there's got to be something about this deck that I'm missing. But, yeah, shout-out to Curtis once again.
1: Yeah. I'd be curious how much of this is the player and how much of it is the deck for this finish. True. But
0: yeah. Yep.
1: It's pretty pretty sweet though.
0: So last up, Sushi 133. This is a fucking sick pox list. There's so so there's so much I like about this. The only thing that I don't like about it, I still kinda like, but this is a four dark ritual. I've never been a fan of four dark ritual in pox. It seems really pretty stupid to say play less than four of a card like dark ritual, but I honestly think that that four you just run too much risk of drawing multiples of them. And pox is really at its core one for ones and two for ones. Like you're not you don't have like the wrath's or like the the big catch up cards. You you kind of do have like a swing for the fences card now in Ashiok if you want to play the new Ashiok that can turn off all their fetch lands.
1: That has been the card that the couple times I've ran into Pox lately. Turn one Ashiok has actually been the scariest thing for me. But exactly,
0: yeah. But that's not what this deck is doing. There are no Ashioks in this deck, hmm. so I'm a little hesitant about Four Dark Ritual. But this is a Pox deck with Four Seas to him, which to him first of all. What the fuck is that?
1: That's pretty weird.
0: Yeah, four Thossies, two him. two Smallpox, four Innocent Blood. Four Dark Ritual, as we mentioned. Four Liliana of the Veil, that's a staple. Two Last Hope, and two Con the Great Creators. One Necropolis Fiend for the uninitiated. This is another Dragon's Tarkir card. Seven Black Black for a 4-5 with Delve. And flying, and you can pay X and tap it to exile, tap X cards from your graveyard, and give target creature minus X minus X. So it's just like a Pox value generator card, stick around, and machine gun them. One curse Scroll, one Ensnaring Bridge, one Phyrexian Totem, two Nether Void, and a lot of the Pox lands you'd expect, but also a Spawning a spawning Pool, a Maze of Ith, an near Dreadlands, and a Blast Zone. I love Blast
1: Zone in Box by the yeah, way. Yeah, Blast Zone seems unreal. Um, and I, I like them actually playing the main deck, Juka bogs I don't know if they were always doing that, but the uh, the Spawning Pool... I don't know, man. I've, uh, I've yeah, dug pretty I deep on some either. some lands that turn into creatures, and I have never sleeved that one. So I, I own <laughs> some, but... Huh. Yeah,
0: I- I'm really excited, though, to see that this deck... Five load, and maybe for a uh, a certain listener who's a singer in a metal band, you might want to look here for uh, for your next tournament. You
1: no, know, there's no lattice in the sideboard to go with their card. I'm surprised, dude.
0: How weird is that? There's a retro retrofitter foundry is the new name of our fucking podcast. Apparently, <laughs> this has been like three weeks in a row. We're stuck on this card.
1: Yeah, I'm a. I clearly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about with that card, but.
0: Bro, it's it's just a one mana planeswalker, right? Uh, and it kind of yeah. protects like the other shit you're doing from your innocent bloods.
1: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. If you're gonna play like some creatures.
0: Yeah, four pox and four innocent blood, like this this kind of protects your well, I guess your only creature is your Necropolis fiend, but
1: kinda sad that there's no what the fuck was it, Nether Spirit?
0: Yeah, I always hated that card honestly yeah Yeah, but that's usually more in like the entomb kind of builds Uh, not that's true it's in all the builds usually but
1: i played a little bit of pox for a while and i played it but it was kind of like a not full legends pox when i was getting started and yeah i don't know it's just so low impact that's true lost legacy making appearance is pretty cool too
0: yeah that card that card's in my uh legacy sort of like junk box of cards that i might play someday
1: yeah Got to have one.
0: All right, bro. So, what did you think of this cast?
1: That was pretty good for yeah. for some B B minus crew on today.
0: So, as the Tom on the cast, you have some responsibilities now. You have to tell us who the new patrons are.
1: Could you send me them?
0: You, you can just. I think you can just make them up. I think that's what Tom does usually.
1: Okay. Um, well we got uh, Nelly coming in as a patron um, Sweet. Still, still rocking his street sweepers thanks for the donations
0: is that it we just got one this week
1: I think just one this week
0: ah oh, it's too bad alright we also uh, we're on twitter dead format cast uh, I'm at Ian18125 do you have a twitter you want to plug
1: um, I almost never use it but I'm uh, graven underscore karens on twitter and, uh, but if you want to get a hold of me, it's just talk to me on Discord.
0: Are you T-Bag Tom on Discord?
1: T-Bag Tom on Discord, yeah.
0: Cool, man. If you want to email the cast, as deadformatcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Ian18125. And I think that's a wrap.